How you fuckers doing? Welcome to Hysterical Horizons, the laughing place to discuss fucked shit, worldly shit, and mystical cosmic shit. Because that shit is fascinating to me, the retarded host of your podcast. I am Amber Gamer Guy, and you can actually take heed in knowing that I am a full-blown retard. So, don't worry about anything I say. You're meant to laugh at it. This is the one place where a retard is telling you it's okay to laugh at us. Well, it's okay to laugh at me. You're gonna have to ask each individual retard you meet, is it okay if I laugh at you when you're doing some funny shit? And they'll either cry or they'll say, I don't give a fuck. And the more we march to the future, we should kind of have that I don't give a fuck attitude. You know, if you have a fucked up mind and you have a fucked up way about you that isn't, normal to any kind of actual social standards that seem to be acceptable these days. And I would kind of put people in Twitter in the same category. It seems there are a lot of undiagnosed mental illnesses on that website, but that's besides the point. I would say since we're all so fucked up, maybe we should just laugh at this shit. Because it is pretty fucking hilarious. And retards, well... We're meant to make you laugh. It's kind of like midgets. I, I don't understand why they're so up in arms. I mean, their arms aren't even that long to fucking begin with. But I don't understand how they can be so up in arms. What is it, like a foot of an arm? Like a foot tall or some shit? I mean, even if it is a bunch of midgets marching up in arms about something, can you really see them? I mean, fuck, just a little go-kart would have to go in front of them and it just obscure the entire vision. Wouldn't ever be to see any of the midgets. But uh, that's the shit that I think about that people say is fucked up and cruel, and I just think it's kind of fucking funny. Because, you know, you can't help it that you were born a midget. But, you know, you should take that shit on your chin. I mean, look at Peter Dinklage. I'm pretty sure that he laughs at the stuff from time to time, considering the roles he plays. He seems to have a healthy, good sense of humor about himself, and that's why people like the dude. He's funny. He's charming. He doesn't take himself too seriously. I mean... There's not a lot of him to take very seriously after all. He's a short little fucker. <laughs> hey, that's what love, Peter. And I know you'd laugh at that, too. Uh, maybe if you knew me, you'd laugh at that. If you don't know me, you might just think I'm trying to pick on you for being a little guy. But if I was really trying to pick on you for being a little guy, I'd, you know, just pick you up and go, Isn't he a cute little feller? Look at him. And he'd be going, Let me the fuck down. I have a wife and kids. Oh, sorry. It's getting angry. Let me put him down. But hey, I think all that shit is very retarded, and I'm the one who came up with it, so really, I'm the butt of the joke, because I'm the retarded one. I'm saying the stupid shit that comedians get canceled left and right for, because I don't know any fucking better. I'm autistic, and I don't get these fucking social norm bullshit things. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Especially when, you know, you see people picking and choosing when they seem to apply. Republicans seem to be very gentlemanlike until you disagree with them. Liberals seem to be very concerned and compassionate until you disagree with them. It's really unfortunate that in a society as big as ours is, with so many unique snowflakes like you and me, that for some reason we all have to think one fucking way and only have one set of fucking thoughts, and if you don't share those pre-approved thoughts, well, you're just going to be booted out of the fucking circle. But kind of, you realize later on that being out of the circle is a good thing. It's even better if you never were really in the circle to begin with. If you were just a fucking outsiding observer going, that shit looks interesting and fucked at the same time. I really don't understand most of it. I don't understand how to interact with it. So I think I'm just going to stay in my comfortable bubble and observe all you fuckers just doing whatever the fuck it is you doing. Because I know I'm retarded, but the stuff that you do makes me wonder if I really am that retarded. Republicans and Democrats arguing amongst each other going, No, my leader's better. No, my leader's better. Really? Is that what politics are? Just going, No, I have the best daddy. No, my daddy's better than your daddy. 
like, Jesus Christ, can't you fucking just go in a closet, suck each other off, and get over your fucking daddy issues? Please, the country would be very grateful for it. We are the United States of America, which is really funny that we're a two-party system, which seems to just constantly be fucking dividing these United States of America. Then again, how united can the States of America really be when it started out with, you know, fucking slavery? I mean... Well, I guess all the white people are united and fucking oppressing the black people. They're like, hey, want to oppress these people so we can get cheap labor? Sure, why not? Sounds like fun. And that's basically how it happened. And realistically, we're, we're still oppressing people. I mean, look at all these illegal immigrants who do all these different jobs for us at fucking pay that's downright fucking absurdly evil. I mean... Just fucking taking advantage of these people because they're illegal and they can't get a decent job. And most of these people running these corporations either dabble in liberal or conservative politics. So neither side is innocent of this shit. And I'm just sitting over here like a retard going, they both seem to be guilty of the same shit. They just, you know, use different language and one sounds more concerned and compassionate than the other, and the other sounds like a fucking arrogant cocksucker. But in the midst of both of those things, really, they're both just kind of cocksuckers because they really don't care about the rest of us. It doesn't really seem like they do. They seem more content on arguing amongst themselves like children. And since we're kind of like their children, that's why we're just following suit and arguing amongst each other instead of going, hey, um... Instead of arguing with each other, why don't we start pooling our fucking resources and, you know, come up with some solutions to shit. Celebrities told us to vote, though, so, you know, we just got to get out and vote. Because voting is the most important thing. Granted, it probably is for most of us normal citizens. But it just seems kind of retarded that the people with the most money, the most connections, and the most power are acting like they're as powerless as the rest of us. Kind of beating a dead horse here. I've talked about this in a previous podcast, one that I recorded today, as a matter of fact. But it just seems worth mentioning a couple more times because, you know what, let's just cut the fucking horse's head off and just put it in John Cusack's bed. Let's do that. Because, John, I fucking love you, dude. But the shit that you go on Twitter saying seriously has me a little concerned. See, you're not using humor to defuse situations. You're using humor to literally voice your fucking anger, much like Donald Trump. And I believe that this is connected to why comedians just started getting canceled left and right. Because if you're not a comedian, you don't understand how to fucking use humor, evidently. You know, there are if you do actually know how to use humor and you're not like an official comedian, chances are you should probably try to be one because you get it. Jokes are meant to be funny. They are not meant to be this one-sided uh, wit of staring down at somebody and saying something just to make them feel horrible about themselves. Even if you're saying those jokes that make people, you know, think about themselves in a way that might not be so fucking pleasant. At the end of the day, you're not doing that to hurt somebody, but just to, you know, bring up the shit that nobody else is saying. If you care about transgendered people, again, beating another dead horse, but it's a really good one to beat. Let's just decapitate this motherfucker and put it in a lot of transgendered activists' beds. Not Laverne Cox, she's one of the good ones. But any transgendered activist who fucking acts like there's a universal way to be transgender. Like, your story is another transgendered person's story. You know what they say about people with autism? When you meet one person with autism, you've met one person with autism. I've met a few people who are transgender, and um, each time I meet one, I'm constantly reminded that I've only met one transgender person, not the entire group. So why is it that me on the outside is looking at this and questioning as a retard why the activists for this community are so gung-ho about creating universal standards for what it means to be a transgendered person? Could it be because they need those universal standards to get things approved in terms of laws? Possibly. But I think before we're concerned about laws, we should be concerned about each other. You know, can't we all just fucking get along? And it, it, again, 
I'm retarded, so I know there are going to be a lot of people just going, Well, that's a nice thought, but you know, it's just not really possible. But as a retard, I'm sitting over here going, Isn't it not really possible because we're too fucking arrogant and too fucking lazy to make it possible? We have to start listening to the other side. We can't think we have all the answers. You know, you don't have to change the way you express yourself as long as you're not being hateful. You can say whatever the fuck you think's funny. Like, I think it'd be pretty fucking hilarious if a white dude was in a really, really dark parking garage. Say, 3 a.m. Trying to find his keys. And unlock the car door. And over his right shoulder, he sees a dark, shadowy figure approaching from far away. And as he's trying to get the fucking key in the lock, his fucking hand just starts shaking. All he can see is this dark, shadowy figure fucking approaching at a steady rate. Keeps shaking, drops the keys, falls to his knees trying to find the keys, but the lights are so dark, he can't fucking see where the keys are. Looks over his right shoulder, the shadowy figure is bearing down. And as the shadowy figure goes underneath the one lone light, this scared white man realizes the shadowy, tall, hulking figure is a humongous, bald, tattooed black man dressed just like those ghetto gangsters would be. Oh, fuck. His heart starts pounding more and more. He's looking up, he's trying to find the keys, and then as the big, tall, hulking black man is bearing down on the frightened white man on his knees, all the white man can do is spin around and look up at the black man going, Please don't kill me! I'll suck your fat black cock! I'll do anything! Just don't kill me! And then the black dude's like, Whoa! Whoa! What's going on there? What's going on, homie? Look like you were having a rough time. Now, I just fucking won the lottery and I was just walking around and just fucking looking at people and seeing who had good vibes and you look like you had good vibes, homie. So I was thinking you could use some money. I was going to give you a hundred bucks, but you look like you having a real fucking bad day, brother. So I'm going to give you $300. So why don't you have a good day? Oh, matter of fact, hang on. Let me use the flashlight on my phone so you can find your keys, homie. There are your keys. White dude picks up the keys, still shaking, silent, doesn't know what the fuck to say or do. Black dude hands him $300 in cash. Black dude says, have a nice day. It was really fun meeting you, and I hope you have a better life. Black dude walks away. White dude goes, what the fuck? Did that just happen? Wow, I, I really need to work on myself, because that, that was fucked up. Unlocks the car door, sits in the driver's seat, puts in the ignition. Another black dude pops up in the back seat with a gun to his head going, Give me the fucking money, bitch! Son of a whore! Really? Two in a row? The nice one, now the fucking gangster one who's real? I really gotta blam, blam, blam! Then the black dude takes his money and fucking runs out, sees the other black dude with more money, blam, 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 takes his money and runs the fuck away! I think that's hilarious, because it points out real shit about the world, but there's gonna be somebody going, That's fucking racist, man! What? That there are some black people who are so fucking hard up for money that they're willing to kill and do anything they can to survive? And they're in those situations and scenarios because white people have made sure that the fucking black communities are so disproportionately advantaged that they actually have to resort to crime? And while that doesn't make it okay, as a white person, you at least have to sit there as you're bleeding going, Fuck! I was right to fear him. I was right to be afraid and cautious, but at the same time, I was wrong for having hate in my heart for them. <clears throat> it's just like all these fucking transgendered activists talking about, you know, having transgendered women in women's sports like this wouldn't potentially cause some problems. Now, as a sports fan, let me tell you, this sounds like a lot of fun. Can you imagine if John Cena got a sex change and became Joanna Cena? Wow. I bet he'd look pretty sexy. I bet she would look pretty sexy. My bad, ladies and gentlemen. My bad. 
Can you imagine if Joanna Cena went out to fight little Alexa Bliss? They meet in the ring. Alexa looks up at Joanna Cena and goes, I'ma fucking rip you a new one, bitch. And then Joanna Cena just smiles and backhands little Alexa into the fucking crowd. We've never seen any shit like that before, but damn it, that'd be some exciting shit to see. But you do have to kind of think about the fact that we're told as men we're not allowed to beat up women. So why are people who have changed their genders who are technically our size and our strength allowed to beat up women? This seems a little sexist. Doesn't it? Also, while I'm not trying to advocate the beating of women, I do kind of agree with something Sean Connery said a long time ago. If a woman's acting like a hysterical bitch, it's acceptable to slap her across the face with an open hand. Now, he didn't say keep that pimp hand strong and backhand that bitch across the table. No, he just said if somebody's acting out of sorts and you don't know what else the fuck to do and talking to them's not working, you gotta go. And that might snap them back to reality. But men are not allowed to talk about the fact that for every wonderful lady who was abused by a true fucking monster. There's this bitch fucking picking on a nice, sensitive, sweet guy who's just had enough. He's had enough of being talked down to and treated fucking poorly. And yeah, the nice, sensitive guy should just leave the bitch. But the bitch's mind fucked the nice, sweet, sensitive guy. And all he can fucking do is look at her and go, I want to fucking knock you out. But the nice, sweet, sensitive guy is not going to fucking do it. But can you imagine what the world might be like if the nice, sweet, sensitive dudes stood up to these manipulative bitches and was just like, enough. Either act like a decent fucking human being or get the fuck out of my life and I'm going to go find me a nice lady who's going to treat me right because I know what you're really trying to do is make me hate women so fucking much that I don't find a real good woman, that I think that this is the best it could fucking be. So you know what, bitch? Get the fuck out of here, you cunt! Because ladies, ladies, if you're listening to this, unless you are that cunt, do not take offense if that cunt is your friend. You know, I get it. She's your best friend, probably, and you know she's a cunt deep down, but you keep making excuses for the bitch. Now listen, if she's ruining a nice guy's life, you should look at that, especially if you're single, and be like, you fucking hoe. I'm single over here. I ain't got a good man, and you're wasting a good man. You're treating him like shit. You know what? Fuck you. I'm going to take him. Dude, come with me if you want to live. But we're not supposed to say that stuff. We aren't supposed to look at things and talk about them like they could be funny, and I don't understand it. Ugh, I watch stuff like Richard Pryor. I grew up watching Richard Pryor. I grew up watching Robin Williams and Chris Rock and all these fucking comedians, and I just never saw the difference in the color of their skin because I related to everybody. It's really stupid that people who actually say they don't see color, like, you know what, what they actually mean is it's like, I don't see the difference in a person because of the color of their skin. But when you say you don't see color, it's like, really? So uh, what color is Richard Pryor and what color is Robin Williams? I ain't got a fucking idea, man. I never noticed the color of their skin. So you're just watching them with your eyes fucking closed. That's one way to watch comedy. Or you're just listening to the records, right? No, I just, I, uh, I never paid close enough attention to notice the color of their skin. So you're just a retard who don't notice details then, huh? Well, I get it. I'm a retard too, and that's okay. It's like, come on, people. We see color. What we really mean is we don't judge color. We don't see it as different. I mean, it is kind of a point that there are a lot of black people who have, like, a different culture than us white people. I mean, there are a lot of black people now who have, like, fucking adopted a more white culture mentality. My best friend for, like, nearly 10 years was really like my blood brother. Not just like, yo, you my brother, but like my blood brother. Like, just so much shit in common. Best fucking friend. Talked every day. This dude lived in Maryland. I lived in Florida. And he'd come out to see me twice a fucking year. We were that fucking tight. But when we met and we were talking over Xbox Live, I could have sworn this was like a little raspy-voiced white dude. 
And, like, he's like, no, I'm, like, a big fucking hulking black dude with dreads. And I'm like, you're fucking with me. Send me a fucking picture. I don't believe that shit. Send me a picture. I was like, holy fucking shit. Some of them sound white. And I said that aloud. And he laughed and I laughed and it was funny. But as a white comedian, you're not allowed to go on stage and say that so everybody can laugh because it's funny. At least that's what liberal white people are telling me. I don't really see black people having issues with these jokes as much as the fucking white knight liberal douchebags who are trying to control the fucking world. I get it. Donald Trump took over shit and you felt so powerless you wanted to try to control shit. But uh, stop that shit. Maybe we would have impeached this motherfucker a long time ago if you would have allowed comedians to shame this motherfucker out of office. How are we going to be able to make good points and actually talk about the shit that needs to be talked about if we can't make those fucking, ooh, did he say that kind of joke? Because if you know a fucker's heart's in the right place, you shouldn't instantly go, well, he obviously said those things just so he could get the hate in his heart out. I get that's what Donald Trump does. I get that's what liberal fucking actors are doing when they're talking about politics online. But people who are actually trying to be real, honest comedians who are actually, or people who just have a fucking affinity or an appreciation for what comedy can do for the world, or can do for the world, or whatever the fuck, I'm retarded. Well, whatever the case may be, if you see the power of comedy and you respect it, you're like, you can't censor this. This is the one place where the First Amendment is the most vital. Because when you're talking seriously, bad shit can happen. It can happen to you. Just look at John Lennon going around talking about serious shit. Bam! Look at Martin Luther King. Bam! JFK. Bam! Now, granted, we haven't had too many of those bams in like the last 30 years. But still, when you look at what Donald Trump's doing by taking himself so fucking seriously, it's creating these massive fucking problems where people are laughing at shit and they're taking it so seriously that they're laughing at it because they agree with it, not because it's pointing out, like, some universal truth about the world that we all know. It's like, you know, it's funny if you're dating a transgender girl and she's like, I gotta take a fucking piss, dude! And you're like, okay, honey, I'll go find the restroom for you. Just one second. Shit like that happens all the time, and we should be free to laugh at it, but we're being told to take everything seriously. So, I think by, what is it, 2030, 2040, we can all have fucking massive coronaries and strokes, and that can be how the population's fucking thinned out? Just think of the fact that we know that stress is bad for our fucking health. Everybody, every doctor will fucking tell you, if you're stressed out, you are doing your body a disservice. And yet... We are living in a constant state of stress and panic day after day. We're fucking reading through Twitter and getting fucking angrier than ever. We're reading through Facebook, getting angrier than ever. And as a retard, I'm just sitting here going, this is not healthy. Why am I the only one noticing how unhealthy this is? And I know I'm not the only one noticing how unhealthy it is, but why are there no good liberal celebrities who have noticed how unhealthy this is and they're constantly just telling people hey it's good if you vote but realistically no matter what we're gonna pull through this because it doesn't really matter who's president what matters is what we do as the american people because a wise man fucking told us a long time ago ask not what your country can do for you ask what you can do for your country that means it's our job, it's our responsibility to build the fucking America we want to see. These assholes in Congress and in politics, have they made America great again? On either side of the aisle. As you're, if you're a Trump supporter, do you really think that America is great again? When was America actually great? The 80s, the 90s, the 2000s? Sure, those were calmer times, but they weren't great times because nothing was fucking equal. There were people who were happy and there were people who were miserable. And people are like, that's just the state of the world, man. Well, if America's the greatest country on the fucking planet, as Trump supporters would like to think, then why the fuck don't we become the beacon of hope for the world going, hey, look at what we're able to do. Canada's beating us at that shit. Do we really want fucking the ones who are going, hey, buddy, our money's called the loony to fucking beat us? I guess that's why they're beating us because they don't take themselves seriously. 
I mean, anytime the loony's down, it's just like, well, how sad for you, to quote Robin fucking Williams. We take everything so fucking seriously that we can't sit down and talk about shit, laugh, and giggle about it. And maybe that's because we all need to smoke a fucking joint or a bowl. I don't know. All I know is I'm a retard who smokes a lot of weed and I happen to have these thoughts. And the only two things I can see that are correlating the, the, the thoughts that I'm having could be the weed. Because I see a lot of retards on Twitter and it just seems to me that the retarded part of our brains needs something to activate it. And it seems to me that cannabis did some kind of activation in my brain where now I'm looking and thinking about shit that I never looked and think at before and perspectives and ways I never thought of before. And it's fucking mind-blowing. I'm sitting here going, what the fuck? I mean, all these celebrities telling us to vote, and when you understand how politics work, like, there are lobbies who lobby for shit, and they use their money to get shit, and they, like, lobby for political candidates, and that's why people like Obama probably couldn't do as much shit as he wanted to do for us, because he had to fucking, you know, appease the lobby so we could keep the money flowing to keep serving the United States of America, because the thing is, you actually have to have the money from the lobbies to get shit done. Well, what about all these rich fucking liberal celebrities who so badly want to change the world? Why don't you start putting your money where your mouth is, create your own lobby, and fucking, you know, choose your political candidates? Bill Burr brought that up a long time ago. He said, you know, uh, what if, you know, us fucking comedians, and I think he said this jokingly, I'm saying this seriously, but he was talking about comedians getting together and pooling their resources to, like, either buy advertising time or create a lobbying system. And I'm like, comedians probably don't have those kind of resources available. Comedians are not the richest celebrity in the room. They tend to be the wisest celebrity in the room, but they're not the richest. Now, these actors, though, these actors have incredible fucking wealth, resources, and connections. And uh, the best they can do is go out and hand out fucking cookies to people voting or scream about how the other side's fucking everything up and it's fucked and fuck you and fuck you. It's like, hey, from one retard to another, I want to applaud you and tell you thank you for making America a better place because your retarded behavior certainly is doing that. It's not dividing the country just like Donald Trump wants. I mean, don't you ever think that maybe... This dude wouldn't have been able to do any of the shit he's done if we didn't act just like him and play into his game. Because when we fucking act that arrogant and we bully the other side, then his supporters are never going to fucking listen to us just like they fucking haven't. But you're still going on Twitter and trying to bully the other side into seeing your point of fucking view instead of listening to them and then getting them to listen to your side and seeing if you guys can meet in the fucking middle. I mean, honestly, I thought that my, my frustration and my anger was like at a much lower level. But when I start thinking about these things, it's just like a fucking flame in my gut that's just coming up. It's like that scene in Pleasantville where Tobey Maguire is just like, you can't stop something that's inside of you. And to a certain extent, he's fucking right. You can't. You just have to let it out. You have to express yourself. You have to be yourself. You have to be brave. I don't think a fat actress is brave, but I think somebody going out and speaking their fucking mind is brave. A fat actress is a selfish human being because most fat people are miserable and they're eating themselves slowly to death in a way that's none too different from people who smoke themselves to death with cigarettes. But you fat actresses, you have confidence unlike these fat people sitting at home slowly killing themselves. So you're going out trying to get roles. You're going out trying to get publicity. And at the same time, you're justifying and enabling this self-centered, horrifically unhealthy lifestyle. Why is it selfish, you might be asking? If you're a fat, selfish fuck, I'm sorry. But uh, if you're a fat, selfish fuck who doesn't quite get why it's selfish, you're a fat, selfish fuck. This does not apply to those who are crying into their pints of haagen on the fucking couch, miserable every day, and they know full well what they're doing, and they're not trying to get other people to do it. They're just doing whatever the fuck they can. You're not a fat, selfish fuck. You're a fat, pathetic fuck, and that's the nicest thing I can say about you. 
Why it is extremely selfish is because there are people in other fucking countries starving right now. And you are wasting resources that we could use to feed those. Hell, there are people starving in our own fucking country right now. What if you fat fucks who go and get yourselves five fucking double quarter pounders at McDonald's ate one of the double quarter pounders, then just started walking around and, and handing the other ones out to people who might look fucking hungry? Just a thought. Just a thought of why I think that fucking eating too much is selfish. I mean, that's that's not even beside. I mean, besides that point, it's horrible for your body. Our bodies are meant to take in X amount of food, X amount of sugars, X amount of carbs. When you start overdoing that shit, you start fucking your body up. It doesn't matter how much exercise you're fucking doing. You're still fucking up your body. You're still shortening your life. And it's really strange to me that people are just like, well, who wants to live forever? Like, that's not, you know, a big fucking red flag. If you think life is that miserable, you're like, who wants to live forever? And you don't want to, you know, take care of yourself. You just want to destroy your fucking body. You must be very miserable and you need a friend or you need help or you need to start laughing at shit. I don't know exactly what it is you need, but I know you need something and it's a little four-letter word that's called help. But we cannot help you if we are enabling you. Because most of us are never going to be face-to-face -face with you. And if we fucking kid-glove it and we're just saying the nicest, sweetest shit that we can to you, it's not going to wake you the fuck up. And I know that people are thinking, well, but most of these people already have worse thoughts in their head. And it's like, yeah, but they're not motivating them. I fucking realized as I was destroying my body because I'm diabetic and I was eating too heavily and eating too much sugars and shit that I was like, just because I'm keeping my sugars balanced and my weight's not, you know, fucked up and I exercise, this doesn't mean this is good for me. I don't feel my best. I feel slow. I feel sluggish. I feel confused at times. When I started on a better diet, when I started doing things healthier, I started having a happier, better life. It just took that fucking initiative to want a happy, better life. It was like listening to all these stupid psychologists who kept telling me I'm always going to be on antidepressants. I'm always going to be on anti-anxiety -medi medications. I'm not telling you to throw these things away and stop taking them because you're not me and we're all fucking different. But they kept telling me I was always going to have depression and anxiety. And guess what? You get a little bit of waves of depression, a little bit of waves of anxiety here and there. And that's normal. And that's exactly what I get now. My shit is down to normal levels. And yeah, it took smoking a lot of fucking weed, but that was way better than being on fucking Lexapro and fucking Xanax. That shit fucked up my head. It made me lethargic. It made me not give a fuck about the world. It made me angry. It made me bitter. It made me not able to listen to other people's side of views. It made me think that I was always right. I'm beginning to wonder if a lot of people on Twitter are on these fucking pills because we are a country who loves our pills and maybe, just maybe, these are fucking up our heads. I mean, they did tell us that when we started taking antidepressants especially, you know, it's going to take about three to four weeks to really kick in. And I was the only person who was like, why? And they're like, oh, because it takes that long to rewire your brain and introduce new chemistry. And I was the only person who went, that sounds a little fucked up because you told me not to do drugs when I was a kid like weed and shit, you know. Doctors said that shit because it was going to fuck up our brains, but now you're giving me something that's specifically made to fuck up my brain? Well, it's because you have a chemical imbalance. But you've never tested to see how much of an imbalance I have. You've just talked to me, and you're just handing me pills going, let's see what happens. This doesn't sound very scientific to me. And yet, when Tom Cruise brought this up on the Today Show years and years ago while talking to Matt Lauer, I mean, he put his foot in his mouth on a few times, and he's really arrogant, so... But that's also coming from a place of extreme confidence and also a place of compassion in this point because those fucking pills do not fucking help everyone. Maybe they help some people, but I know they didn't fucking help me. And I know that the way that they're meant to help me made me so fucked up that when I was off of them, I had to start using the weed to fucking regulate my brain. And now my brain, I'm still retarded. I still don't get social norms, but like the mental illness is fucking gone. This is just me. I'm just eccentric in that, you know, Zoe Dashanel kind of way, that Steve Martin-esque kind of way. I've got a unique personality. You know, I'm sensitive, so I recognize that I'm going to have some anxiety. You know, I am aware 
of the darkness of the world, so I'm going to have a little bit of depression, but I'm also aware that the world's a fucking awesome place. I love video games. I love music. I love fucking movies. I love comedy. There is so much awesome shit in this world, so I know that the good fucking definitely outweighs the bad, and that's my reason to be fucking happy, because why should I be miserable? I mean, I guess I was always miserable and always validating it and enabling it, even after my dad died and he took me aside and was like, don't waste a fucking day of your life. And I was still actually wasting days of my life being so stoned that I just didn't give a fuck. But I wasn't like medicated. I wasn't like feeling happy and doing shit I liked. I was just sitting there basically doing fucking nothing and just being fucking stoned out of my mind. Now, maybe I needed to do that for a while to like rewire the circuits in there. Again, I'm not a scientist and there's not really a lot of scientific research when it comes to marijuana. So I have no fucking idea how this shit might work. And there aren't very many people who smoke all day, every day, in a sense, and try to actually, I don't know, fix themselves. Most people just want to get stoned and stay stoned. Not saying there's anything wrong with that. But um, I did start reading a lot of shit about spirituality and cannabis use and seeing that stuff that's regarded as pseudoscience, when you read it with an open mind, you're like, eh, this shit actually fucking works. It was scary to read a book about fucking, like, mystical cannabis use. And it was like explaining what these certain rituals and shit would be doing. And I'm like, well, I haven't been doing these exact rituals. I've been being like water, my friend. But um, I'm seeing the exact same results these fuckers are talking about. And like everything else I'm experiencing in life where I run into shit that people would write off as a coincidence. I'm like, these coincidences are too fucking pointed and profound. Like, it's not just, you know, like you're listening to some dramatic music and you have a profound thought right as the crescendo kicks in. It's like you're listening to a song with fucking lyrics, and right as the lyric kicks in that's directly connected to that thought, you have that profound thought, and they're just, they're one at the same time, and you're sitting there going, I know I'm fucking high, I know I'm fucking mentally ill, but this shit, this shit is, there's more to this shit than just me fucking being crazy. So then you just start studying shit, and you're like, oh, son of a bitch, there's this thing as quantum theory, and that means there's like a force field around the world, or whatever, and you can interact with it, you can manifest shit through it, and then if you do some more research, you learn about this shit called the Akashic Record, which is kind of like the internet, but it's just floating through space. So think like Wi-Fi. I mean, the internet is already floating through space wirelessly. This is just some mystical cosmic shit that we don't know where the fuck it comes from, but evidently there are people who can tap into it. You know, the periodic tables were fucking dreamed up. A dude had a dream, and in his dream, he saw exactly how the periodic tables were going to line up. He woke up from the dream, drew it all down, and to this day, that's the fucking periodic table. People fucking dreamt up math equations. Fucking Einstein came up with a theory of relativity just by watching somebody climb a fucking ladder. Or at least like the, the apex to figuring out that whole equation. You know, it's just the fact that things just fucking come to people and it's weird. And a lot of these people are so sure of themselves and so confident that they just think, well, it's my genius, but I'm sitting over here being a retard who has no confidence or at least didn't have any before. And, and I'm slowly getting some now because I'm like, hey, I'm retarded, but I'm not as retarded as these people on Twitter. So that's a good sign. I'm able to have some smart thoughts. So I'm better off than I fucking thought I was. That's not to say that I have, like, the smartest thoughts in the world. It's just when you think you're just plain fucking retarded and you realize, huh, I'm able to have intelligent thoughts that other intelligent people can't have, so that's not a bad sign. And you could honestly look at Rick from Rick and Morty like, well, he's clearly autistic and retarded, and yet he's a genius. Huh. I'm not trying to put myself in that category. I'm just trying to let my mind know that possibility exists. You can be a fucking retarded asshole idiot and be a genius at the same time. Who knew? Who knew the possibilities of the fucking world? Somebody did and somebody tried to tell us and we just laughed in their faces. We're like, you're a pseudoscience retard. Go fuck yourself. Trying to tell us about, if you just believe in your head that you're going to get a Corvette, you'll get a Corvette. And you, everybody like you and me looks at these people. We give them the finger. We're like, go fuck yourself. That's the stupidest shit I've ever heard. And then you listen to a bunch of really smart motherfuckers who work at Harvard and Yale and, you know, they're fucking mind-blowingly smart people in real scientific fields. 
with real scientific grants doing real science and they're like hey you can actually manifest things through your thoughts through this thing we call the quantum field and i'm like you could have just called it the magic field but you wanted it to sound more sciencey i get it but we don't understand at all how it works but it proves to me that there's definitely some fucking powerful source in the universe like you atheists are going to be proven wrong just by quantum theory alone because you're like nothing matters man it's just you're bored and you're dead well quantum theory fucking begs to differ because if we can manifest our thoughts who knows what's possible who knows if stories aren't just pure imagination and then the more people believe in them the more truth they take on and the more they actually literally become true it's a fucking stoned, retarded, crazy thought. But it makes sense when you actually realize that quantum theory isn't fucking retarded. So, when you sit here knowing all that shit, you begin to wonder about the state of the world when everybody's so fucking negative. And it just occurred to me, oh my god, look at fucking Ghostbusters 2, everyone. The, you know, the Ghostbusters movie that before the female Ghostbusters was seen as like the worst Ghostbusters movie of all time. I actually always preferred two to one because I was that weird guy. But now I'm beginning to think about it in a little bit more of a deep way and it's a little freaking me out. Let's let's have this discussion and then let's call this one a day, shall we? So Ghostbusters 2, if you haven't seen it or if it's been a while and you need your memory jogged, there was this evil, like, fucking demonic character and then there was this goop underneath the city that was just filled with fucking negativity. And it feed it off of everyone's negative fucking energy. And the big evil bad guy was going to use that to fucking destroy the world and make it into his own and shit. And the fucking Ghostbusters had to go out and get like this really super positive, higher love, you take me to a higher love kind of fucking music, right? And they had to play it with like the good goo that they were creating. And then they had to use that good goo to fucking cancel out the negativity. Now we're, we understand about quantum mechanics, and if you don't, please research it, have your mind blown, and then begin to freak out the way that I do sometimes. It's perfectly okay. It's part of the world. If there's good, there's going to be bad, and if there's bad, there's going to be good, so allow yourself to freak out, then allow yourself to go, wow, if this stuff is true, and the bad parts are true, and I really feel that it could be, then the only reason that everything is still here is because good shit eventually does win, and it works out in the end, so I don't really have to worry too much. I just got to figure out how to fucking use this to my advantage and not just to my advantage, but to benefit other people too, right? Well, I would just like to point out that we have found out that music has certain vibrations and, and frequencies that can inspire people to feel positive or happy or do other kind of shit like that, especially when interacting with the quantum field. So all you have to do is think about Ghostbusters 2 and then pumping that higher love. I mean that higher and higher, your love takes me higher and higher, whatever that song was in Ghostbusters 2. And you just have to think about that and go, Dan Aykroyd believes in the paranormal and shit. So that stuff's not just coming from a, from a place of imagination. Like, this is a fucking cool idea. Like, the people writing that actually had knowledge about stuff that most of us didn't. So I'm just kind of looking at the negative state of the world and Twitter. Like, is Twitter the metaphoric fucking river of goo under New York? Is social media realistically just that fucking river of goo under New York? Because we could use it to fucking tell funny jokes and have fun and just, you know, not take ourselves so seriously. But instead, it's like a fucking high school and everybody's just like, don't make fun of me. Don't say funny witty things. Don't do that. You're bullying me. No. And then it just becomes this fucking serious tornado of you need to do this and you need to live like this and you need to vote for this and you need to do that and blah, 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 blah. And then it's just people hating each other and hating each other and telling each other how to live. And then there's like those few people on there that are sharing the shit they like and talking about cool shit and you're trying to spread positivity. But for the most part, it's just fucking insane people trying to shape the world through their thoughts on Twitter. And it's like, it might work if your thoughts were positive, but maybe given all we know about the quantum field, as bad as Donald Trump is, if we didn't respond to all that with our own brand of negativity, maybe America wouldn't be in the shitter right now. Who knows where COVID and all this crap in 2020 came from? But I do know this. Things are turning around. 
You saw it during the protests when blacks and whites were standing together to protest something, to really go, I care about you, and you care about me, and we're going to do something about this. Even if I think it wasn't handled in the best way when we should have been protesting the justice system and not the police, because it's like police are rabid dogs and the justice system are the owners. We need to go after the owners because it's just a rabid dog and we can't reason with rabid dogs. We put them in the kennels and we either put them down or we get them on medication to help them. But either way, we have to talk about the owner who's letting the rabid dog do whatever the fuck the rabid dog wants and making excuses for them and not providing to the rabid dog and not helping the rabid dog. And in many ways, they're probably the ones who are responsible for that dog being rabid. But at the very least, that positive energy of us all coming together. I mean, we, they kind of fucked it up here and there where they were like burning shit down and breaking shit. But people were had a lot of pent-up stress and rage. And they found fucking piles of bricks laying around in like fucking convenient places. And shit happened. I mean, it is kind of odd that there were like places where there were no construction. And they were just like a bunch of those red bricks. You know, kind of like the ones that uh, Kevin McAllister kept throwing on the wet bandits in Home Alone 2. And it's like, why was, you know, the protest area set up like Kevin McAllister's playground? Why did they have all this shit lying around for people to use? You know, because if there was construction beforehand, we would have noticed, and if there was construction afterhand, it would have eventually continued. Just, you know, asking questions, being a retard. But we have gone over the Ghostbusters 2 story, so we're going to consider it the end of this episode of Hysterical Rise. <laughs> I'm retarded and I'm stumbling over my words. Thank you so much for listening to Hysterical Horizons. I've been Amber Gamer Guy, and if you want to communicate with me one-on-one, you can tweet me at MegaMOverload. Or you can just catch up with us later days on Hysterical Horizons. Here on Spotify or on our website, megamediaoverload.com. Or pretty much anywhere podcasts can be heard because I'm a retard and I forgot I'm hosted on like Google and Break and a bunch of other shit like even iTunes. So just if you like Hysterical Horizons and podcasts, you can find us pretty much anywhere where podcasts are available. That's the good one right there, ladies and gentlemen. Somebody who is like actually caring about their reputation and their presentation and not just being an honest like human being like, this is who I am, would go in and re-edit that shit. But I'm not going to do that. This is me being my most authentic self so that you feel it's cool for yourself to be your authentic self. Yeah, didn't make a lot of English grammar-like sense, but who gives a fuck, right? Just be authentic. Just be yourself. But above all, all you have to remember when being yourself is keep the fucking hate out of your heart, keep the happy thoughts in your head, and no matter what you're doing, what you're saying, shit's going to work out. I fucking guarantee it. But legally, I can't guarantee it because I don't want you to sue me if you're a fucking asshole. So we will catch you later days. We are the music makers, and we are the dreamers of dreams.